All right, so let's get started. All right, this is, so welcome everybody officially. Um, I know some people are gonna probably join us late and that's fine. Um, this is seminar number four, and this is establishing a self-care practice. Couple guidelines for anybody that's attempt, attended my seminars before. This is gonna be a little redundant in the first couple of slides, but bear with me. Um, keep your session on mute at all times. Very, very important. So I don't hear that background noise. Uh, turn off your video and chat. I just want you to listen and learn. You know, we're taught as a society that we're supposed to listen and then respond. This is not going to be an interactive seminar. There's no Q&A. There's no breakout rooms. This is just a listen and learn. Last seminar, I got a ton of questions. I expect more questions. So please email me after the seminar. There's a lot to cover in a half an hour. And I did make the decision this morning based on all of the fabulous information you're gonna to get today that I am gonna make this available on the same platforms as my podcast. So let's move into this background. So I'm Chris Schaefer. I've got 20 years experience in coaching capacity and I spent 40 years in corporate America. Last year, I had the privilege and, and I thank God every day that I was able to leave and devote full time to Journey to Real Vision. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I have courses, workshops, a membership. I do monthly podcasts. As a matter of fact, my March podcast was released yesterday. So again, go on the major platforms or you can listen in on my um, website under podcasts. I do blogs. I have, I've written three books and there's a ton of free resources. And what I do is I specialize in self-discovery. And one thing I realized in working in corporate America is that it's really vital that we know and value our worth. So here's three things you're gonna to discover today. One, how to make yourself a priority, which is what most people struggle with. Two is the art of self-love. And then three is how to create a daily practice of self-care. So let's move right into this first section, which is making yourself a priority. You know, it really is a shift in mindset and it's about allowing yourself to consider your needs. And this is a very powerful statement. You're a priority, not an option. So think about that in your life. Here's three keys to making yourself your number one priority. We're gonna talk about setting boundaries and I say healthy boundaries. We're gonna talk about developing positive daily habits. And then three, we're gonna talk about your mental well-being. So let's move right into setting boundaries. You know, everybody struggles to some degree with setting boundaries with themselves, but it really is a part of self-care. And I want you to think of boundaries as an intentional decision that you're making about your life because it's about what you let in and what you keep out. And really setting boundaries is a way of caring for yourself. And I know that a lot of people are challenged because they feel guilty about prioritizing their needs, setting these boundaries and really developing a self-care practice. But understand that without boundaries, you're at risk of not knowing how you truly feel or what you want. Because then if you don't set the boundaries, a lot of people let other people make decisions for them. And most importantly, boundaries, they really do strengthen your sense of self. You know, when you don't set them, 
you're going to find yourself feeling stressed, you're going to feel exhausted, and you're going to be frustrated. So really tune into your needs and ask yourself questions like, how do I feel or what do I need? Because when you have a better sense of how you feel and what you need, it's going to be easier to set the boundaries and practice self-care. Practicing more self-awareness. I talked about this in my seminar on March 1st through stress. You know, setting healthy boundaries, it does require self-awareness. Self-awareness, it's that ability to see yourself clearly through reflection. You know, our minds are so busy with daily chatter that the only time we really self-reflect in our lives is when something goes wrong. And that is unfortunately the truth. Know that you're on a journey of self-discovery and it really is about learning more about yourself. Work to discover and focus on how your thoughts, emotions, and actions align with your strengths and core values. Because when you look inward, you're able to recognize the effect you have on others. When you look outward, you understand how pe people view us. And really, if, if you work with me, you know journaling is something that I'm a big advocate for. And it is such a big tool for self-reflection and self-awareness. And it does allow you to pay attention and recognize those patterns that either serve you or don't serve you. So here's some action items. Set priorities, know your limits. The first step is to be honest with yourself. You know, create intentions in your life that you can accomplish and don't set unrealistic intentions that are gonna to prove to be counterproductive. Again, ask questions like what needs to get done today? What is most important to me right now? Create a list, put the items in order from urgent at the top to lower priority at the bottom. Don't overwhelm yourself and you've gotta be honest about what you know you can complete and what you're willing to complete. So good examples are learning a new skill, doing housework, you know, doing yard work, running errands, you know, maybe freshening up your resume. At the beginning of the day, look at the top three items that need to get completed, focus on them, and then work to get them done. Start small. Everybody knows, and I said this in my March podcast, baby steps, but you got to be consistent. Taking small steps, that's what allows you to focus better. Focus on what you can do today instead of thinking about what you're going to do a year from now. Because when you focus too far into the future, you get distracted. And you get distracted by everything that's happening in your life. So this is why I have clients create intentions. We only focus on 90 days at a time because it allows you to understand what you want to accomplish, and it really does help build confidence and motivation to get it done. So let's look at key two, which is developing these positive daily habits. Change, it begins with making better choices. All change starts with you. No one can change your life. No one can shift your mindset. Only you can do that. Albert Einstein had a very profound quote. This is one of my favorite quotes. And he said, we can't solve problems by using the same kind of thinking we used when we created them. Really think about that quote. 
You've got to attend to your own personal growth if you want to see change in your life. Awareness, it teaches you that what you focus on builds momentum and that's what becomes integrated into your reality. So this is why taking care of yourself is so vital. Focus on what matters. You know, what matters most to you in your life? When you give yourself time to reflect and time to focus on what's important to you, it really does bring a sense of peace and it helps you identify what really matters in your life. You know, your life is defined by what you choose to be important. If it's important to you, then guess what? It matters. So focus on it. Thrive in life. You know, we live in a world that's packed with material possessions and we're encouraged to chase after them. In essence, we keep running after the things that really don't matter. So here's some tips. Move from routine to practice. I associate routine with bad habits and practice with good habits. Routines are things that we typically do automatically without thinking. Practice builds over time until you've mastered it. Because guess what? Our habits govern our lives. So pay attention to your current habits. Use your journal. Identify which ones need to be shifted to something more positive. Develop more positive self-talk. In my March podcast and even in my uh, stress seminar on March 1st, I talked about 90% of our self-talk is negative. Taking care of ourselves, it begins with shifting the way we talk to ourselves. Be more aware of your thoughts. Notice how you're speaking to yourself each day. Ask yourself, how am I treating myself? You know, we have this inner critic, our lovely ego that loves to torture us every day. And we allow ourselves to listen to that inner chatter. And over time, guess what it does? It cripples us. So we've got to learn to be kinder, more encouraging, and gentle with the messages we send ourselves. Here's key three. This is mental well-being. How are you responding to life? Do you respond or do you react in life? You know, mental well-being is about thriving in life. It is not about surviving. Are you someone who tends to be more optimistic? Or are you more pessimistic about life? Do you have a thirst to grow every day? You know, are you really determined to find out more about yourself? You've got to be familiar with your limits and know what triggers you so that you can understand what causes you to react instead of respond to people and situations. And think of this with your self-care practice. You know, a good example is, do you tend to be more reactive when you gain weight? You know, you gain a pound and you think the world's going to end. Or do you respond, you take a deep breath and you say, okay, I'm going to get back on track with my fitness plan. Because then it leads into how you value your worth. You know, my famous saying, every client knows that I say this all the time, when you don't know who you are, you don't know your worth. So why do we think it's okay to put ourselves on the back burner all the time? Why can't we make time each day to nurture our own needs? When you don't take care of yourself, you are also telling yourself that you're not worthy. 
Do you feel worthy of love? Or maybe I should ask, do you even love yourself? When you learn to love yourself first, you understand the importance of self-care. You can't pour from an empty cup. You've got to make time to recharge and replenish your energy. And making time to prioritize your needs is saying to the world, yes, I'm worthy. This was a diagram I found that I really liked. Um, there's six different areas with self-care. You know, self-care is just not about one thing. It's different areas. It's emotional, it's personal, it's spiritual, it's physical. And this diagram gives some really good examples of how you can utilize self-care in each of these areas. When you get a copy of this PDF, I really encourage you to take a look at this and, and use them, use them in your life. Use them when you create your daily practice. Here's six reflection questions for section one. When the seminar is completed, you've received your PDF, really take the time to answer these questions. Don't be in a rush to do it. Take your time and really ask yourself and dig deep. All right, let's go into section two. This is about the art of self-love. These next two sentences are probably some of the most powerful sentences um, of this entire seminar. Know that we can only receive as much love as we give to ourselves. Our relationships, they mirror our relationship with ourselves. I want you guys to really think about that. Here's my top three keys why we need to understand that self-love is so important. You know, really, what is self-love? What does it really mean? Then we're going to move into embracing self-compassion. And then we're going to talk about learning to accept ourselves. So what does self-love really mean? The big question, do you appreciate and respect yourself? The first step is to get to know yourself better. Self-respect, it means that you're proud of who you are. You accept your flaws, your limitations, and your imperfections. And you realize that you're not perfect because guess what? Perfection does not exist. Every single person deserves love and respect. So dole out what's due. Not everybody's going to love you, but you're going to love yourself. And people will love you for who you really are. And make time each day to appreciate yourself. You know, appreciate all of the good things you've done for yourself and for the world. The way you treat yourself, it dictates how you'll treat the world around you. So find the time to celebrate your achievements. Really, find the time to celebrate you. Nurture your growth. Nurturing ourselves, it really does start with identifying your needs. Think about where you're feeling empty in your life right now. What do you need emotionally, mentally, and physically? And the only way to grow in life, you've got to step outside your comfort zone. Getting uncomfortable leads to growth. So challenge yourself each day to leave that safe space. Create your intentions. Know what you want to create in your life. Make a list of your passions. Work to discover your life purpose. Make time each day to make yourself a priority. And caring for yourself, that's what allows you to grow. This was another diagram that I found about what self-love looks like. Um, when you get this PDF, take some time to look over these and see if any of these resonate with you. I, I really liked the examples they provided. It, this is a good diagram. 
So let's talk about key two, which is really embracing self-compassion. How do you show love to yourself? You know, your entire life is lived through your eyes and your reality depends on how much you love and take care of yourself. Because guess what? The longest relationship you're ever going to have in your life is the one you have with yourself. The less you love and value yourself, the angrier and more frustrating your reality is going to be. And really loving yourself, it really is more than just a state of mind. It's a series of actions and habits that you embed into your daily life. So understand, taking care of yourself plays a huge part in learning how to love yourself. We mentioned state of mind. You know, why is it so hard to treat ourselves with compassion? You know, I think that the main reason we're unkind to ourselves is that we do strive for perfection and we really haven't fully accepted ourselves for who we are. Mistakes, failures, setbacks, they help you understand yourself better. They're lessons to be learned. They're not meant to make you feel stressed or bad about who you are. And one of the best gifts that you can give yourself is practicing mindfulness. It really does help bring out the calmness, the gratitude, and the compassion. You don't see the world as it is, but as you are. So look at how you're living your life. Be more observant and notice how you're thinking and what you're feeling. This was a, a diagram I found because I just talked about mindfulness and self-kindness, and it just really gives a good glimpse and the visual of the three concepts that are really important to self-compassion. Again, when you get your PDF, take a look at this and let it resonate with you. You know, whatever you're feeling or thinking, write it in your journal. So let's move to this third key, which is learning to accept yourself, embracing who you are. Remember, you're on a journey of self-discovery. So you've got to be curious about who you are, let go of what you can't control, and you've got to make more time to enjoy life. Live your life for you, not anybody else. Don't let the fear of being judged or rejected or even disliked stop you from being yourself. There's nothing wrong with you. You just need to discover more about what makes you tick. And really, Know that trying to be someone you're not, it's exhausting. Understand self-forgiveness. This is very important. I want you to forgive yourself for neglecting your needs. Forgive yourself for harboring negative emotions and thoughts. Forgive yourself for what happened to you in your past. It's about letting go. You can't change what happened yesterday, last month, or even two years ago. You only have today to create your reality. So start right now with creating a self-care practice that involves making yourself a priority. So how can we learn to do this? Again, life's a journey. It's not an end destination. Time stops for no one. And when we neglect our needs, we're missing out on a lot of amazing things that life has to offer. Working yourself too hard and not resting, that leads to burnout, fatigue, negativity. Is this how you wanna live your life? Take better care of your mind and body. It allows you to live longer and do the things that you want. 
How many times have you missed out on an opportunity because you said to yourself, eh, I'm too busy or I'm too tired? Observe your thoughts and feelings. Know that you're not your thoughts. We walk around every single day with a full blast of thoughts and they're going simultaneously. Have you stopped to consider what impact your thoughts have on your quality of life? Because your thoughts, they influence your decisions, your emotions, and your actions. And I don't want you to ever doubt that you are so much more than you give yourself credit for. There's no limits on who you can become, especially when you step back from any negative thoughts that you're holding on to. This is a very interesting exercise. Um, it's very powerful. Um, it's writing a love letter to yourself. And I've tweaked this. Um, there's a lot of versions that are out on the internet, but I've tweaked this um, talking to so many clients over the years. But write it from the perspective of what you need right now. Tell yourself all the little details that make you, you. Talk about your attributes, your flaws, your habits, your crazy little quirks, your strengths, your core values. Encourage yourself to talk about what's bothering you. Explore what's on your heart and mind. And then talk about what you're committed to doing to love yourself every day and how it's going to transform the relationships you have in your life. This is a very powerful exercise, and I really encourage everybody to do it. So let's move into this third section. This is creating a daily practice. This is the most important part. It really starts, again, with prioritizing your needs because cultivating a self-care practice, it really is like building muscle. It takes energy and time, but it is so worth it. So here's my top three keys why creating a daily practice is so vital. Ask yourself what you need. Again, prioritize that self-care. And last, we're going to move into and discuss how to create a morning and evening practice. So what do you need? Let's talk about emotional self-care. Allow yourself to feel your emotions for what they are with little or no judgment. This is where your journaling comes into play. It's a great way. Transfer your feelings onto paper. And you can actively process them instead of ignore them. When you ignore your emotions, they get embedded. And when they get embedded deeply, that's what affects you with fear, limiting beliefs, and your body responds in a negative way. Physical self-care. How are you fueling your body? How much sleep are you getting each night? What physical activity are you doing each day? You know, in essence, what are you doing each day to take care of your body? And last, mental. Are you treating yourself with impatience, maybe anger, or you're unkind to yourself? Are you beating yourself up for doing something wrong? Think about what you see when you look in the mirror. What are you saying to yourself? These are the things that you need to take into consideration when you're creating your self-care practice. This is a great diagram, except... Um, at the end, someone forgot the you and spiritual, but I still liked the diagram because it really gives you a great breakdown into the six different areas of self-care. Again, another useful tool for you when you're helping create your practice. All right, let's move into key two, which is prioritizing the self-care. 
I cannot stress this enough. Make yourself your number one priority. Spend more time with yourself because when you feel depleted, you have nothing to give. You got to take care of yourself. It's not selfish. It's an act of love. You know, we've become this society that is very unapologetic about our stress levels. And we walk around wearing it like a badge of honor. You've got to learn more about yourself. You've got to take better care of yourself. Why do we put a higher emphasis on pleasing other people in our lives than we do ourselves? Stop putting yourself on hold. Realize how valuable and worthy you are. Again, it's about discovering more about yourself. Again, another statement I can't stress enough. And this is the reason I specialize in self-discovery work. Most people don't know who they are. They don't know their purpose and they're living their lives like robots, doing the same thing over and over and over again each day. Guess what? That's not life. That's prison. Challenge yourself to be more authentic. When you discover more about yourself, you allow yourself to understand that the happiness you're seeking is already inside of you because nothing external can bring you lasting happiness. So here's some tips. Again, make time for yourself. When you prioritize other things over time for yourself, you're neglecting your needs. Your career is always gonna be there, but your health won't. Do you wanna remember your life by all of the nights you worked hard for your job or the experiences you lived with your loved ones? Which one is more important to you? You know, we plan our day at work. We schedule meetings. Why can't we do the same for a personal life? Use your calendar, schedule your exercise, your meditation, your haircuts, your doctor's appointments. Better yet, set a notification timer on your phone so it can alert you when it's time to do things for you. Stop being too busy to take care of yourself and stop putting yourself last in your life. Stop feeling guilty. And I want you to think about what self-care means to you. Think of terms of physical, mental, emotional well-being. It's not a chore. And it's something that you don't need to think of to place a check mark off on a to-do list. When you respect yourself, then you'll take care of yourself. Efficient self-care, that's what leads to better self-worth and a more positive outlook on life. When you start making yourself a priority, guess what? The guilt becomes less. So let's move into this last key, section three, which is creating these practices. Start your day off on a positive note. When I work with clients, I always talk about the 15-15 rule. Spend 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes before bedtime nurturing your needs, your self-care. Start your day off with gratitude. Do light stretching, read, listen to a podcast, eat a healthy breakfast, do something to start your day off on the right note, and then end your day the right way. You know, I found that the best time to journal is at the end of the day. Allow your brain to dump it all out. Write down what you thought, how you felt, what you did. Write down if you discovered a limiting belief or a fear or maybe even a bad habit, write it down. Meditation, 
It's another excellent tool to use prior to bedtime. Allow your mind to relax and unwind. Don't go to bed worrying about what happened that day or even what's going to happen tomorrow. Go to bed feeling calm and peaceful. Work to create a practice that resonates with your self-care needs. I found this diagram. I thought it was clever. 15-15 rule, 15 ways. But these are some really good tools that you can use to help when you're creating your self-care practice. So the last exercise is creating that morning self-care practice. Remember, 15 minutes is a minimum. And then create an evening practice. This is so important. Start with 15 minutes. So let's wrap this up. You know, what can you do to apply this to your life immediately? Sign up for a free session. You can either go to the services main heading or there's a nice big purple button right on the main page. Um, I made it very easy. Complete the reflection questions. Do the exercises. Complete the free strengths and core values assessment. You get that with your self-discovery session. Sign up for my motivational emails if you haven't done that. Our next care series is April 12th. It's cultivating positive habits. And if you notice the last few seminars, I've talked a lot about habits. It's so important because it really does govern our lives. And no, you can't do this alone. You need support and guidance. And that's what coaching can do. Website, www.journeytorealvision.com. Email is chris at journeytorealvision.com. This is the end of the presentation. I hoped everybody had, um, they got a lot of information out of this and I went really fast and I can't believe that I didn't take a breath the whole time I was doing this. So thank everyone again. I'm going to stop the recording.